You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony. The newest book by Jeff Vandermeer is Wonder Book, The Illustrated Guide to Creating Imaginative Fiction. Coming up next year, he has Annihilation, the first book of the Southern Reach trilogy. Thank you for joining me, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Jeff, Wonder Book is such an amazing creation itself. What drove you to take the average writer's manual, which could probably just be summarized in one word, write, and turn it into an incredible illustrated uh, three hits of LSD extravaganza. <laughs> well, well um, basically I have to thank, first of all, Abram's image, uh, because quite literally the book wouldn't exist without them. I, I'd, I'd wanted to do a craft book for a long time as a follow-up to Book Life, which was a book about kind of more about careers. Uh, but, you know, I hadn't really, I couldn't think of a, a way that it would really work. You know, like, I couldn't think of a way that it would be unique. And I didn't, you know, I, I, I couldn't think of a way that, that I wouldn't just be saying, why don't you go look at these writing books? They say what I want to say. <laughs> uh, and then Abrams, after the Steampunk Bible did well, came and said they, they, they really wanted to do, a, a, you know, a, a full-on writing book for a long time. And they wanted to do it in full color and all this. And and it just sparked uh, sparked a, a, a series of ideas. Uh, I'm highly visual as a writer. My my uh, mother is an artist, and so immediately it was like, oh, this this is something that's interesting, worth doing, can serve a lot of different purposes. Not just a writing guide, but speak to creativity in general. Uh, it can, in a way, um, be kind of giving something back to the to to imaginative fiction because. The book itself is supposed to kind of embody it uh, through the images. And, um, you know, those are pretty lofty goals, but it's like if you're going to do something like this, you should just go for it. And uh, Abrams just let me go for it. They said, turn in the book, <laughs> go, go ahead and do whatever you want with it. Here's a budget. <laughs> turn it into us. We'll, we'll copy edit it for you and everything, and, and that's what happened. <laughs> so. It's really amazing, you know, and you mentioned that this speaks to more than writing, and I agree. I think that uh, you put this in every high school uh, curriculum as a core textbook, and we'd have a, a amazingly creative nation. Well, I'm, 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 I'm quite happy that I'm, I'm already hearing from musicians uh, and others in other creative fields that, that there are, you know, because of the visual element, like there's, there's a, a great diagram, I think, in there about the science of scenes, which talks about beats and progressions and things like that. And, uh, for example, this indie musician Dustin Monk really glommed onto that, t- thinking about beats and music and progressions and what the similarities are. And so it's already beginning to create, in addition to being a writing guide, some kind of cross-pollination between uh, different forms that, that I find quite interesting. You know, it must have been a challenge to put this together because beyond the kind of almost crazy visual element, underneath that there's a really kind of rigid and, and smart superstructure. Talk about creating that superstructure. Well, the first thing is it had to be functional. Uh, and so even though I wanted it to, to at times push the envelope, I wanted any writer who reads it to read the main text with the sidebar essays by other writers and be able to get the basics of writing out of it, fiction writing. And once that was uh, there as the anchor, then we could go off and do some somewhat different things with some of the 
the uh, the visuals. The fact is, every writing book that I've ever really loved is one that I didn't fully understand the first time around. Uh, and so you'll find, towards, especially towards the end of almost every chapter, you'll find stuff that's more advanced and more out there and speculative. I mean, can you really do color swatches to show what different styles are like? You can kind of do it, but it's really meant to be like a starting off point for a conversation about what style is. Um, and so some things are much more practical, like there's an airship disaster diagram that really does show you very practically where you can cut a scene and create different effects. And that's very practical, and you can apply that to anything. And then there are other ones that, like I said, they stretch you a little bit. Uh, and and so, so that's the idea behind the book. Also, the idea behind the book is you can either browse it or you can go all the way through. You can, you can use it whatever way you decide to, but it, it should hopefully reward you in more than one way. So there's a lot of layering, I would say. That, that's the biggest thing is layering, a lot of fleshing out what will work and then finding out these things don't work. We have to jettison them. Uh, and basically it took two and a half years to, to work through all that organically. The design is really nice. It's, talk a little bit about working with your two uh, co-creators, John Coulthard and uh, Jeremy Zerfoss. Well, Jeremy Zerfoss did uh, most of, uh, uh, I would say, mo- well, he did all the instructional diagrams and things like that. Um, and uh, he's got a very playful, kind of chaotic mode that works very well. I mean, it, it's like I could go to him and I could say, let's do this seemingly crazy thing. And he'd say, okay, and he'd jump on it. <laughs> And then at a certain point, we needed the layout itself to have more structure. And, and John is great at the structure and at kind of bringing order out of chaos. And so in the confluence between the two, with you know, me bringing some ideas forward about how I needed the layout to be to convey certain instructional things, like using the, margin text for vari- the margins for various types of uh, incidental text, we got to a place where I think it works very well. And I don't think we could have gotten there with just one person. So, so it worked out very well. On the other side of the spectrum, I'm looking at a tiny, tight little book <laughs> called Annihilation, and it's the first of the Southern Reach trilogy. This plays with a couple of really classic SF tropes. I'm thinking of the zone of Earth infected by alienness. One of my favorite takes on this is the Strugatsky Brothers, Roadside Picnic, and also this idea of a journey into a place that's not human where what we find is entirely human. Yeah, um, it, it's a, it's a it's an interesting book because it, it came to me in a dream, just the same way that the Ambergris series, my prior books, came to me in a dream, where I was walking down in this kind of underground tunnel that somehow I knew was a submerged tower, and I suddenly noticed that there was writing on the wall, but it was written in like living material, and that it was getting fresher the farther down I went, and this was a very one of those dreams where you don't know you're dreaming. <laughs> And at a certain point, I knew if I turned a corner, I would see whatever is creating the words. And that's when I woke up. And I think that was my subconscious writer mind telling me that if I turned the corner, I wouldn't write the story. And so from that, I just I sat down and over a period of, uh, I guess, maybe at most eight weeks, less than that, I just wrote the whole thing. I, I had chronic, I had really bad bronchitis, and I couldn't do anything except get up, write for a few hours, and go to sleep. And... I honestly, when I finished it, I looked at it, and I didn't even remember writing parts of it. Um, but at the same time, I then suddenly had this image in my mind of basically two additional books. And they do follow those two things, the, 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 the classic kind of quest into the unknown, and then also this idea of what we bring with us as either baggage or 
what the institutions that surround us give us as baggage. <laughs> and uh, that idea is kind of uh, carried forward even more so in Authority, the second book, where you go back and you see how the secret agency that monitors this this forbidden area, this Area X that's surrounded by this invisible border, how they have been kind of trying to investigate Area X for 30 years without success and, and what that does to an organization. Um, and that allows me to, again, address the same thing you're talk- you, you just talked about, the, the, the thing of, um, of how we interact with one another and how, how institutions and, and, and the kind of constructs we build up around each other uh, kind of constrain us and twist us in certain ways. There's a, a point early on in, in this book where one of the characters says they're out in the wilderness and they get the feeling that there's something that's happening behind the scenes that they really don't know, that the wilderness is is very unsettling. And I think you really convey that well in this book. Talk about that kind of uh, creating that kind of feeling. And did you have to go any place and try to get that uh, fear instilled in yourself uh, directly? Well, I, I, I hiked uh, uh, often alone, a uh, 15-mile uh, trail way out at St. Mark's Wildlife Refuge here in the Panhandle of Florida. And it gets way out, and it goes through pine forests and cypress swamp and out to marsh flats and then the beach. And um, it's one of the most beautiful and sometimes one of the most lonely hikes you can possibly do. And, and when a storm comes up, you can really get turned around, even though it's a very simple trail. I mean, there was one time I did it, and a storm came up, and, and it was just pouring down and lightning and everything. And, and I truly, for a long time, did not know where I was, which is a feeling you don't get very often in the modern world. And um, and so really, uh, the first book is also kind of a, a tribute, or or even you might say a love song, to St. Mark's and to that trail, which which I dearly love. And um, and so it's weird because on the one hand, this expedition and the area X and everything is all very tense, and and, and there's very strange things going on. Uh, but the actual nature element I find actually fairly calming, and I think the biologist, the main character, who who I think is probably a little more nature than human-centered in her thinking, uh, probably sees it that way, too. You know, it's interesting to me how we're seeing more books that uh, want to turn the Earth back into a place that we don't know everything about, whether they go back in time as Dan Simmons does in The Abominable, where the Himalayas and Everest is just this place that's as alien as the moon to us, or you take what we have and turn it into a place that's as alien as the moon to us. Well, I think um, I think that's interesting that you say that. I, I, I tend to think that, that w- there's so little that we actually know about the Earth as it is. I mean, there's a point in Authority, the second book, where one of the scientists says, at the end of this long conversation where the new director is grilling him about what he knows and doesn't know when he falls back on the excuse of, well, we haven't even mapped every species on the planet. And um, and I kind of feel that way, that that um, we sometimes think that science is this kind of absolute thing. And, and you know, I mentioned my, my, my mother being an artist earlier. Well, my dad's a, a scientist. He studies ants, and I know from growing up around him writing scientific papers and his interactions with other scientists that... Um, Science is itself not necessarily the most objective thing, uh, at least not in the way we think of science being objective. And, and so we do have gaps. We do not know as much as we think we know, and we're continually revising the theories we do have. 
And so I think the series is written in that context as well. This I, I'm really looking forward to these books. Talk a little bit about your publishing schedule, which I think is great. It's aggressive. You get uh, essentially three books out in one year. That it was the idea of my editor, Sean McDonald at FSG, and, and, um, and one reason that uh, me and my agent decided to go with FSG is we thought this was a bold and, and, and rather wonderful way of doing it. And they've done such a great job with the design and, and everything else that, that I'm really, really excited about them coming out. The books are actually going to be a kind of a work of art. They even have detailed illustration on the inside front cover. Each one does. It extends from the cover image. Some other neat little details. Well, I'm really looking forward to these. I've been speaking with Jeff Vandermeer. His latest book is Wonder Book. Coming out next year is the first book of the Southern Reach trilogy, Annihilation. Thank you for joining me, Jeff. Thank you very much. You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony.